Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys so much for just, we have such loyal, um, I guess, friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. We have loyal family. We have loyal listeners, and we just uh, are so thankful for you guys. Um, With all the censorship, and I will say that, um, the shadow banning on Facebook, they limit our posts, anything connected to StandUpForTheTruth.com is limited. And so we're somewhat discouraged, but God, right? But God. We know that you guys share our posts, and we're very thankful for that. It's one of the only ways we get out there now. Um, We do a a lot of um, research. We put a lot of hard work into the podcasts and and, uh, these programs. And so thank you so much for your prayers. The warfare is increasing if we are in Christ. We know that, right? So let's open up in prayer. Father, thank you. For another day, we recognize today your sovereignty. No matter what's happening in our family, with our health, in our finances, in our community, in our country, in the world, we know that you are sovereign, you have a plan, and you know all things, and no plan of yours can be thwarted. Oh God, help us be part of your plan. Help us to walk in step with Jesus. Help us to be led By the Holy Spirit, help us to do the work that you've called us to do. Increase our faith, Lord, for the days ahead, whatever they may bring, and help us to trust you in all things. Help us not fear the face of man and only fear and revere the face of God. Lord, help us to live as if these are the last days because they are. Wake us up, God, from our complacency, from our comfort. And Lord, show us what you will have us do one day at time a time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've got a lot of big topics, big news since the last time we were on doing a podcast with you guys and uh, doing a program. So we've got to go to someone who knows what's going on, and that would be Pastor Carl Gallup from Florida. Pastor Carl, good morning. Dave, good morning. Thanks for having me. So I'm I'm uh, honored to know that I'm not the only one being uh, shadow banned by Facebook. Uh, oh man, it is good gracious. It is so it's, frustrating. Not not that the well, enemy wouldn't do something like that, but that we are in a free country and we shouldn't right. be. Our free speech shouldn't be censored in any way. But that's the way it right. is. Right. Well, you know, you know, the duplicity, the hypocrisy yes. is just astounding because I can remember early on when, when all the COVID, uh, you know, stuff was just really in the heat of it. And I would post articles here and there, various articles about different information about what was, you know, what, what was medically, uh, <laughs> You, you know, true. Yeah. <laughs> and and boy, they 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 started sending me nasty, uh, uh, you know, 
shadow banning my posts, saying, mm -hmm. "Listen, you have to stick to WHO or or CDC information." Wow. Uh, you know, and so I said, "Okay." Well, when the CDC just a few weeks ago came out with their with their hidden uh, latest report that uh, only six percent of all of the COVID deaths were actually that they had listed were actually people who died from COVID, from COVID, not with COVID, but from COVID. I just published that article. I just put it up there, CDC, and, and, and I put the page. I put a few comments about how to navigate around the page because they had really made it hard to navigate on purpose. And they 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 uh shadow banned me because of it no um, you can't say that i said but you said that all i could do is publish cdc stuff so here it is but see they were upset that the cdc had actually published some truth there and then wow. i turned around and published it so they shadow banned me so it doesn't matter what you do <laughs> if you're conservative if you're trying to get information out if you're trying to to save the nation, our constitutional republic, then they're going to shut you down. Oh, my goodness, Carl. So much has happened since the last time we talked. And let's start with number one, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court, that open seat. Many people are speculating, and some, I guess you would say, experts, but I think it makes sense that this coming election could come down to the court's because of unless there's a Biden landslide, I see the Dems pulling out all the stops. He uh, Biden's got, I guess, 600 lawyers now ready to go to sue about the election results. So what are your thoughts on this additional device of chaos that we are seeing and are going to see, especially from the left? What are my thoughts? Well, again, <laughs> again, well, just just two or three, and they're obvious, and and your audience will know these things. But uh, but thank you for asking me, Dave. God bless you. Well, listen, again, over and over, we have screamed on your program. You know, elections matter. Elections matter. Elections matter. Presidential elections are important. It's astounding to me the number of Christians. Uh, over the years, I, th I think they're, they've they awakened during the 2016 election. A lot of Christians that hadn't been voting came out and voted, and and that's where we are. And that's why the left hates us so much. That's why social media hates us so much. We actually rallied the tens of millions of troops that had been opting out of elections for so long until they finally saw the gravity of the matter in 2016. But they they do matter, especially presidential elections, because one of the greatest um, uh, you, you know, powers they have besides executive orders and, 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 and you know, control of certain military uh, aspects, et cetera, is the appointment of Supreme Court justices. And of course, the Supreme Court justice appointment is a lifetime appointment. And so their presence on the Supreme Court can have tremendous implications for our nation, our liberties, our constitutional rights for generations to come. And so this is huge. This is huge. I guess we all nobody. Listen, I did not wish for Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg's passing or demise. I, you know, I mean, my heart is that of a pastor. I recognize the eternal consequences of all of this. On the other hand, I just wanted her to step down. Her time was so long past. Yes. And so her passing at this particular moment in history, to me, at this particular moment in the election system, seems to be rather. Wow, almost a spiritual thing. I mean, just what else? You know, what else can 
can come. It's just one thing after another. And you're right. Here we are. But I, I think uh, I think the Republicans and Trump uh, ought to just just go right ahead on forward with this, start promoting it, because if the left, if they come out and do another Kavanaugh, uh, I think it will infuriate Trump's base. I think it will infuriate even people on the left. Uh, I, I and, and we've we've got to do this. We've got to make an appointment. And there have been 20 something times. I can't remember. Twenty nine times, I think, in our history when appointments were made just months before presidential elections. And yes. these people talking about you can't do that. That's unconstitutional. No, there's nothing in the Constitution about that. The president has the authority to do this. Congress has the authority to hold the hearings and, and, and do the voting on it and, and the approval. Uh, so I say, go ahead with it. Mm -hmm. This is monumentally important. So even if, if he, you know, let's say Trump did lose and he's not going to, but if he did, uh, then there would at least be some, something there that would give us some hope. You know, that's how I see it. I don't know. Well, Pastor Carl, if, if I don't think Trump will, will lose the election either, but, um, you know, <laughs> I'm we're in this, if, in if this it's climate, done fairly, yeah. yeah, if yeah. it's done fairly, but if, if enough people are willing to vote for an empty suit, a puppet like Joe Biden, who is going to be a, a just a, a tool for the extreme radical left, the socialists, the communists, and all those others, the globalists that want to just take America down, and you know, and the listeners of this podcast know, we're not exaggerating when we talk like this. If enough oh, people no. want to vote for that, then we're, we're getting what we deserve as a country. But I want to follow up on this Supreme Court idea of not having that that ninth justice. And here's why it's important, friends. I don't think people realize I've seen articles, Carl, and maybe you have too. Just one that came out a couple days ago. A judge allows an extra week for counting absentee ballots. Yeah, it's Pennsylvania. Well that and would, I think there are Wisconsin think there are a couple of other states. Wisconsin, Wisconsin Pennsylvania. Okay. So yep. there are yep. states now. There are radical leftist judges that are coming out with with these Basically, it's going to help the Democrats cheat. Your thoughts on this, Carl, yes. because a lot of people don't yes. understand that this could create some, not only we won't have results on election night, but talk about some of the okay. just mayhem it could create. Well, again, we're watching the duplicity, the hypocrisy, the cheating, the illegal uh, uh, you know, um, uh, direction of, of the left, because, look, here's the deal. When when we had to go in, when the United States went into Iraq and had to, you know, take out Saddam Hussein for for all of the reasons we know about. Um, and then they were getting ready to have their elections, you know, and so the United States moved in. We helped them. We set it up. We provided security at the polling places. We determined that only one person could vote one time. How did we do that? We made them stick their fingers in irremovable dye, ink, purple <laughs> ink that didn't come off for like two weeks. You couldn't get it off with gasoline. And I, I mean, you know, and, and to make sure that the, that the voting system was as integrity filled as possible. Come back to America. What do we do? Anything goes. I mean, illegals can vote. I mean, hey, get your driver's license. By the way, get a voter's registration at the same time. We don't mm -hmm. care if you're from here or not. Uh, we want to lower the voting age to 16 years old. Yeah, boy, when I was 16, you, you didn't want to trust me with voting for national elections. Jeez. I was dumb as a box of rocks politically. And, you know, and, and then the other day, Pennsylvania, now you're telling me Wisconsin, but Pennsylvania, yep. their Supreme Court literally ruled that the votes could be counted for up to three days after 
and they did not have to have a USPS postmark anywhere on it. They said because it could it could disenfranchise voters that you know they what? didn't know. Yes, oh I'm my telling you, goodness, it's unbelievable. So I, I'm having visions of these movies I watch of the 1930s, these period pieces where the <laughs> Democrats come running in to you know to the counting uh, four days later with a box that they found on the side of the road and said, "Wait, here's some ballots that must have fallen off the truck," you know, and they bow, and then the Democrat wins. You know, I mean, this is this is horrible. And, and to me, I don't know why the Supreme Court, and I'm not a constitutional lawyer, maybe they can't, I don't know. It seems like somebody needs to weigh in on this. How can one or two or three or four or, or any number of rogue states run by one party or the other? If the Republicans were doing this stuff or conservatives were doing this stuff, they would be an outrage. Mm. How can one rogue state effect try to illegally affect the outcome of a federal election yeah i mean how can that be how can we've got 50 states and and so a group of states get together and say you know what we're not going to play by the rules of the united states we're just going to make up our own rules uh mail in your ballot and if it's got a postmark grade if it doesn't have a postmark grade and uh, so i challenge people all the time that you know say oh mail in ballots that's fine that's wonderful no uh, you do it all the time uh absentee but that's different that's different you are applying you're going through a process you're asking for a ballot because you're out of town or you're sick or you're in the hospital you're going to be in surgery that day and then there's a process you go through then they mail it to you because you asked for it but mail-in ballots are these mass mail outs to who knows where and you're you're going to trust the postal system not only to get them there then to get them back to get them back on time to get them back properly postmarked and I challenge people all the time. I say, look, if you want to see how this works, go down to your bank, go to your bank account, pull out five $100 bills, crisp, new $100 bills, put them in an envelope and send them to yourself in the mail. <laughs> you know, I mean, do you, and people always say, oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, so yeah, you right. won't trust uh -huh. the mail with 500 of your dollars, That's right. but you will trust the mail with the entire future of your life, your children's life, your grandchildren's life in a national election. How crazy is this? I ordered a product off eBay. I, I shop on eBay and Amazon quite often for various things that I need and want and like, and I ordered a rather expensive product off eBay. Not too long ago, they used USPS uh, to send it to me. Uh, it was supposed to be at my house in two or three days. I'm tracking it. A week goes by. I forgot about it. I checked it out. It was in Jamaica. <laughs> wow. It went to Jamaica. It went international. And it said it. I mean, they said it on the tracking. And, and I called up the vendor and I said, and I got to know the guy personally. I actually got to know an eBay vendor by the first name. <laughs> we were talking because I, he said, what? And then he tracked it. He found out it was from there. So he turned around and sent me another, uh, you, you know, another product. And, and I finally called him Oh, several weeks later. He still had not received it. He finally received it. But mm. it, it, it went there. And I could go on and on and on. I, I ordered a book for my father the other day off Amazon. USPS was delivering it. A book. It was a John Grisham book. No, 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 no. It was a Bill O'Reilly book. You know, a killing series book, his latest. And I sent it to my dad and I'm tracking it. Hmm. And it says, okay, it's at the post office. He'll get it today. My dad goes, he didn't get it. I said, what's going on? I got on Amazon. I checked USPS tracking. It said, Oh, well, they've shipped it to Jacksonville. My dad lives in Tallahassee, Florida. 
Well, but it was at his post office. Hmm. And somehow they turned around and shipped it all the way across the state. Then it came back to him. Then it went back out of town. And I mean, it took like two weeks for the post office who had it in their possession twice. And they kept shipping it back out. And we're going to trust this system, this government entity, this bureaucracy with millions and tens and tens of millions of ballots for an election. This is this is surreal. Right. And just to make people understand further the details here under the current law, the deadline for returning an absentee ballot in order to have it counted is 8 p.m. on Election Day. But what has happened in at least two states and probably more Democrats and their allies sued to extend the deadline in key swing states. And this was a federal judge that did this. He issued an injunction that was it's going to probably going to be appealed. But uh, remember, friends, for example, in Wisconsin, President Trump won Wisconsin by less than 23,000 votes four years ago. And now they're trying to create this system where more votes due to some people's fears of coronavirus will be mailed in and people are afraid to go to the polls. They're stoking that fear, stoking that fear so they won't go to the polls. So just want to make you aware of what's happening. And this is going to we're going to see this in other states where judges are going to say, yeah, you have more time to get your mail in ballots back. But most reasonable people, Carl, that really want their vote counted, I think. Unless they're very, if unless they're elderly or something, I would think that they are probably going to walk it in and drop it off themselves, which is an option, by the way. Bef- yeah. Before the election, there's early voting in a lot of states. You can walk in and literally, if you have an absentee ballot, you can drop it up. And then you go, wait a minute, that's not absentee. Well, do you want your vote counted or not? It is that important this coming election. It is. And, you know, we keep talking about if Trump wins, if Biden wins. And and in a real world, in a normal world, in a real legal system, Trump will win this by a landslide. But there's so many ifs and buts. But, but, you know, will it be legal? But what about the mail-in ballots? But, well, if they cheat, well, what happens if five days later they bring in box loads of ballots on the back of a Model T pickup truck and they're... (laughs) And they say, look what we found on the side of the road. And a judge says, oh, yes, we don't want to disenfranchise. Count those Democrats. I mean, count those ballots. Yep. Yes, count yes, them. Exactly. And, and so, you know, I, I just but here's the thing. People say, but, you know, but Biden's ahead in the polls. Oh, my gosh. So was Hillary Clinton to the last minute when everybody was weeping and crying on the leftist side. Oh, Hillary's going to win this by a landslide. There's no way. I've got a montage I play on my radio program of this montage of all of these talking heads uh, a week or two before the election, uh, you know, mocking Donald Trump. You will never be the president. You're an idiot. You just... You, you cannot win this election. I guarantee you, I promise you, on my mother's life, some of them were saying, Donald Trump will not be our next president. And on and on the mocking went. Why? They were going on the polls. Look, here's my poll. Trump holds a rally, 30,000 people show up. Biden holds a rally, and he's got a mask on behind a camera in his basement, probably in his underwear with a jacket on. That's a picture i got to get out of my mind. And And... And, and, you know, or or if he does a live rally, so to speak, there's 30 people, not 30,000, 30 Mm -hmm. people, maybe two or 3,000 in a really big deal if they bring in a rock band or something. I mean, it's just crazy. Why why would we think in, in a real world? 
that he would be somebody bringing 30,000 people to the rallies. Yep, I know. It's it's just so out of balance right now, out of whack, and people are trying to process all this. But uh, we've got a whole lot more to come with Pastor Carl yeah. Gobbs. We're going to talk about Black Lives Matter and the fact that 81% of black people do, in fact, want police in their neighborhoods. Yes. And we're also going to talk about cultural Marxism and what the Dems might try to pull off when we come back. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Our guest today, Pastor Carl Gallups. He's in uh, Florida, and we are up here in the Great White North, um, but we are in the same country, a country who has an election coming up on November 3rd, and we know it's not an exaggeration to say um, we could go in very opposite directions based on and it's not just whether we're voting for trump or biden it is right. this is a world view issue this is a platform and policy issue one is godless and i'm not saying republicans are perfect nor are all of them christian but if you look at the policies the constitution if you look at other things that these two parties have in their platforms it is a stark contrast so pastor carl um black lives matter has been wreaking havoc and even some Christians, including some pastors, are locking arms, marching with them, going along with the sentiment, maybe even the organization. But this recent poll, 81% of people do, in fact, black people in these cities, they want police in their neighborhoods. But sadly, even black police chiefs have resigned in several cities. And Democrats, you know, they're supporting lawlessness. So they're being told by governors or, or mayors, stand down. So isn't this sad when the what's this going to do to our cities, let alone our country, if this continues? Yeah, well, a lot of what's happening is flat illegal. Can you imagine? And of course, you and I will not do this. But what if we use this broadcast today to call people on the conservative side to spill blood in the streets if we don't get our way? Oh, my goodness. Can, can you imagine what yes. would happen to us? Yes. I mean, but they do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, they do it all the time. Every day in the news, you hear another big-named Democrat. And, you know, you're right. This really is not a Democrat or Republican thing, although it does kind of fall to those party lines because the Democrats have gone so far socialist left. Yes. And, you know, and the Republicans seem to be more along the line of, of Trump or supporting him. But not all. Not all Republicans are that way, and not all Democrats are socialist leftists. But so I, it's, it's really this is a spiritual thing. You, we know this. This yes. is a spiritual war on so many fronts, and and this we are standing at a precipice. And and I've been saying for the last three years, while Trump's been in office, this this election, the twenty twenty election, will be the most important in global history. Now, why would I say such a thing? Do we think we're so important? Well. Because we live in a different age. We have instantaneous information communication systems, the whole globe. I mean, Black Lives Matter breaks out in America. Next thing you know, it's all over the globe. I mean, what? I mean, the, you know, the COVID pandemic goes. The next thing you know, uh, the, uh, the United States of America with a constitution and a bill of rights and a First Amendment for churches, they start shutting down churches because they, you know, in America, we're going to kill everybody. Well, the next thing you know, all over the world. 
everybody shutting down churches. We live in a different world, mm. and America is still, and probably won't be much longer, but it still is the number one economic engine, the number one superpower, the number one nation that the whole world looks to for benevolence help, for you know, for disaster relief, for uh, m- billions of people that have been polled over decades uh, all over the planet say, look, if I could go anywhere in the world, I'd want to go to the United States. That's where I'd want to live. Why? Because we're so perfect. No, it's just because this is a fallen world. Mm-hmm. It's coming apart at the seams, and there's still one place left if the Democrats don't burn it to the ground where you can have some semblance of freedom and some chance to make it in life and to be something of and, and do something for yourself without having government breathing down your neck 24-7. It's one of the few places on the planet, and then the only place with that with the prosperity and the power and the protection that goes with it. And it used to be the largest Christian nation on the planet. But all of those things are quickly disappearing. We're living in very prophetic times. Mm -hmm. Things are winding down towards the end. And I don't set dates, but I'm just telling you folks, we're moving into the days of Noah that Jesus talked about. We're watching it happen before our eyes. This election will impact the entire planet. And I'm sure every election after this, will we will say this is the most important election in global history because the world is changing so quickly. We've dumbed down generations of people in our nation uh, telling them they've come from monkeys and that socialism is better and that God is, you know, just a figment of our imagination. The Bible's a fairy tale book. Christians are idiots and science deniers. And, and then COVID churches are killing. Christians are killing us all. I mean, and the younger generations coming up, that's yeah. all they hear. Continually. Exactly. So, so this is very, very important. And uh, I, I, yeah, we're on a precipice, and this is spiritual, deeply spiritual. There, yeah, it's demonic at its core, what's happening, and the enemy is trying to pull out all the stops, and so, is, so are his minions, the Democrat Party and, and progressives and others who are going after people and trying to threaten people. Um, you know, there's a story that was really sad. I just saw this over the weekend, Carl. A Nebraska bar owner defended his property against Black Lives Matter rioters. And uh, what, I f- what I just saw now is he committed suicide. He's 38 years I old. I saw it. He's, saw he's it. a veteran. He uh, owned a business over the weekend. I guess last week he was uh, indicted by a grand jury in the fatal shooting of a, a rioter who was a Black Lives Matter uh, protester. Uh, and unfortunately, he, from what I understand, I don't know all the details, but it appears that he was truly defending his, himself and his property. But um, I guess he, he took it uh, a little too hard. And then there were, of course, cheers and a celebration that he killed himself. This is not the America that our grandparents or great-grandparents w- would even recognize. And it was just one of those sad cases and um, little media attention to this, by the way. Yeah, of course. it's not the America you and I uh, recognize. Oh no, exactly. Ten years ago, five years ago, you, you know, these kinds of things were practically unheard of. Twenty years ago in our lifetime, it wasn't even dreamed of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, again, I listen. I love technology. I mean, I use it all the time. I'm not one of these guys that says all technology is evil, but technology of our day is being used for the most evil purposes imaginable. I mean, we could do a whole show on that, and and I've written books about it, but the but but it's the truth. And so what happens is this guy defends his life and property. Um, he doesn't get any, any, let's say he's within the boundaries of the law. I never really heard any legal ruling that he wasn't. So let's say he was. Right. Uh, 
And the next thing you know, he gets no backing from media, no backing from his community, no backing from his government uh, or very little. He gets taunted. Uh, the media takes after him. The social media takes after him, uh, threatening, taunting, bullying, trashing. Uh, and all this guy had been through, it was more than he could bear. And so just I was telling you off air, but just a few days ago, our own governor in Florida, Ron DeSantis, who's like a mini Trump. I mean, this guy is just the spitting image of him, just younger uh, in politically spitting image. Uh, But he is drafting legislation and it was all in the news. He's basically saying, look, I'm giving even more authority to gun owners in, in, in Florida, citizens to defend their property, their lives. If BLM comes here, he says, BLM is not welcome in Florida. We will not tolerate it. If you tear down a monument, if you take over a, a portion of a city, if you gang up in the streets and violence and shoot at cops and threaten cops, and, and he says, we will come after you. We will hunt you down. We will put you in prison. We're going to make this, a, I, I think, a first-class felony. You're going to be there. You're going to rot in prison, basically. He says, if if a citizen lawfully defends themselves against your kind of trash, we will defend the citizen and not you. And uh, he just says, do not come here. You will wish you had never set foot in Florida. I mean, man, if, if thank God other, for leaders like that. Yes, yes. And I praise God that I'm living in that state. I mean, I would yeah. defend myself regardless. But, 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 you know, but why do we need a governor saying something like that? Why, why isn't because, it just understood? You know, because see? of what we're seeing across the country with other governors exactly. that apparently have been bought off. One more uh, detail on this, uh, Carl's, and you have a f- background in law enforcement. You yes, I'm I do. sure you know a lot of men still in law enforcement. Initially, uh, I guess there was a, a judge um, that uh, determined that Garner's actions were self-defense. Then here's what happened. After the news of this decision was released, of course, Black Lives Matter activists and rioters descended on the DA's home and demanded that this former vet defending his property as his business face criminal charges for shooting this BLM protesters. So in apparently in July, one angry demonstrator told this local TV station in Nebraska, she and other BLM uh, cohorts believe he's not doing his job, this this DA. So we're going to hold him accountable. So they're they're intimidating. They're outside his house. So what happened? He flipped. He then petitioned for a grand jury investigation into Gardner, who is a former U.S. Marine, by the way. And now th- this is what happened. So from July now to a couple of days ago where he committed suicide because this is just and of course if you've served a couple tours you're coming back you don't expect this on American streets but yeah, here's what a lot of like these something. these veterans have to deal with yeah yeah that sounds like something in Mogadishu yeah exactly <laughs> i mean it's unbelievable well listen we are living in the days where truth is being thrown to the ground Everything is fake, fake video, fake audio, fake media, fake news, fake angles of government, fake, 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 fake philosophies of life. I mean, you know, fake so-called science. I call it welfare science, you know, man-made global warming and, Mm -hmm. you know, evolution. I mean, what is evolution, the, the, the theory of evolution ever produced for our culture or for the world? What have they invented? What have they produced based on evolution science that has changed the world? Nothing, nothing. 
Nothing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're welfare science. They write books. They put professors in universities. They tell our kids there's no God and they come from monkeys and they get government money. Mm-hmm. This, this is what our generate. This is what our world is growing up in. Fake, fake, fake stuff. What is that? The Bible says in the last days, truth will just simply be thrown to the ground. Mm-hmm. Deception will yeah. rule and reign. Uh, we're watching that. Lawlessness will prevail. The Bible says, well, here we are, the largest constitutional republic rule of law nations that the planet has ever known, loved and re- adored for, for centuries for our attempt to have some semblance of rule of law in a fallen world full of fallen people. Yes, judges, police officers, and everybody else. Yet, where else would you want to be tried and, and, go, and, and have the possibility of going to prison than in the United States. I mean, you know, with all of our faults, it's the place where people want to come because they know there's at least some chance of fairness. And even that is now being trashed and thrown to the ground. We are living in prophetic times. There is a judgment that is over the world right now. It really is. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been screaming this for years. People have been rolling their eyes at me like I was some kind of a conspiracy theorist, lunatic preacher. I've never been a date setter. I've never been a hand ringer. <laughs> I have just seen the writing on the walls. I'm very familiar with the Word of God and its context, and I'm I'm a student of what's happening in the world because I'm all over media, so I have to. Mm-hmm. And and over the years, I've watched this stuff come together. And sometimes I've never claimed to be a prophet, but because of all of that and my diligence to 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 measure everything through the Word of God. God has used me prophetically, and there's a difference between me claiming to be a prophet and God using a preacher prophetically. But I can remember when Trump went in office in 2016, and everybody was, oh, good, happy days are here again. Yes, yeah, yeah, we can all go back to our normal life. I was on an international Christian radio, excuse me, television show live on air being, being pumped into millions, tens, hundreds of millions of homes around the world, and I was asked by the host, Okay, Trump won the election. Rah, rah, this is great. This is great. What do you see coming? And I said, I only thing that comes in my mind, he was kind of wanting me to act like I was a prophet, and I just don't do that. I, I never do that. But I just said, well, I can just tell you the unction that's in my heart right now, two words come to mind, exposure and attack. He said, what do you mean? I said, God is going to use Donald Trump to expose the evil, the filth, the duplicity, the hypocrisy, the deep state, and the attack against him is going to be the worst this world has ever seen. It's going to be relentless. It's going to be demonic. I said that in 2016 on November 5th. Wow. And here we are. Yep. And it didn't take a rocket science to see that coming. But most people didn't even want to consider those things. Oh, no, no, no. It's just going to be happy days. No, no. No, we're, there's some spiritual uh, roiling, roiling, R-O-I-L-I-N-G, roiling of the earth. There's some spiritual uh, roiling going on in the heavenly realms right now. Brother, I mean, we're just watching prophecy unfold before. For the first time in mm-hmm. 2,000 years since the birth of the church on Resurrection Sunday, you were hard-pressed to find a church to go to anywhere on the planet for the first time time in 2000 years globally there's something very spiritual about that resurrection sunday is the celebration of satan's defeat in 2020 satan said nah i'm not going to let you celebrate that um one more question before we go on to the next topic pastor carl um i saw a fascinating article at uh, gateway pundit on um, (laughs) getting ready for president kamala harris and vp nancy pelosi 
Uh, how would this work? It's, it says the real behind-the-scenes winners, if somehow Biden wins the presidency, if it would be uh, Kamala Harris, president, and Nancy Pelosi as VP, and then, the, of course, the commie squad would be the cabinet. Those, that's who running the Democrat Party, Ilhan Omar, uh, Rashida Tlaib, AOC. And then they mentioned the speculation that Obama will be on the Supreme Court. Barack Obama. How, how, first of all, how will this all, all work that we could actually somehow have Kamala Harris as president and Nancy Pelosi as VP? How would that pan out? Well, this is their dream. Okay. This mm-hmm. is their dream. And never doubt if they were able to pull it off, it will be done. Mm-hmm. And now, how would it work out? Well, technically, legally, it would be that Biden would have to win. Mm-hmm. And then, wink, wink. <laughs> Biden would have to be put out of office or die in office or wink, wink. Then Kamala Harris would be constitutionally the next in line. Right. Now, she's an anchor baby. I think we've talked about this when you show, I yes. do so many interviews. I can't remember. Yeah, she's not even qualified to be president. Exactly. But who cares anymore? Exactly. Okay, who cares? You know, that's the attitude. You know, we're racist if we say that, well, just because somebody's not a natural born citizen, you're a racist if you bring that up. Well, the Constitution is clear. And, but if we're just going to trash the constitution, I mean, you know, Nevada ruled, I mean, Supreme court ruled in the Nevada case that casinos have more of a right to operate than churches do in a pandemic. I mean, so yeah, I don't see anything in the first amendment about casinos, but I see a lot about churches, but right. who cares? Yes. Who cares? So if Biden wins, and then Biden dies or he's removed from office or he just can't mentally handle it anymore. They'll enact, you know, the what amendment is it? The 21st Amendment, 22nd Amendment, whatever it is. They'll enact it on their own. They don't care. They eat their own. That'll put <laughs> Kamala in. Then Kamala will turn around and, and uh, uh, anoint Nancy Pelosi, you know, until the next wink, wink election. You know, she, she can be the vice president. And then, of course, they'll start appointing Supreme Court justices and maybe even start packing the Supreme Court. That is expanding its uh, parameters. We've had nine Supreme Court justices for, I don't know, a couple of hundred years almost. <laughs> but, you know, but they can. There's really no no mechanism in the Constitution wow. that prohibits having more than nine. Wow. And so they can do that. They can put Obama on it. And that's how it would work if it works. That's what they mean by stacking the courts, right? Yes. Well, fortunately, we've got to take a break. But President Trump has appointed hundreds of judges, um, federal judges. So that's been one good thing that he's been working on. I want to say behind the scenes because it doesn't get a lot of press. When we come back, we're going to talk to Pastor Carl about California churches and the coronavirus, how one pastor is facing more than $100,000 in fines in America. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Pastor Carl Gallops is on the line from Florida, and we, before we get to this California issue with these uh, churches that are being fined and uh, threatened by government out there, I want to mention a headline, you know, a week ago, the headline was uh, Sunday Night Football. NFL ratings were down 30%, and that was opening weekend. So Sunday, they dropped another 17%. So people are not supporting the NFL, at least now. Uh, that could change, but because they're standing for Black Lives Matter, this 
um, this organization, this global network that is godless and antichrist, that is against the family, against Christians, against the Constitution, it's against uh, the free markets. And um, Pastor Carl, just your quick thoughts on that, how the ratings, does this even yeah. matter for football? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it matters. M- millions of people apparently are, are, are waking up, Dave, and understanding that, look, if I have to choose between NFL or my constitutional rights, I mean, you know, which one are we grieving over the most? Exactly. Indoor dining, uh, watching NFL, uh, or our constitutional rights mm-hmm. being trampled? And I think millions of Americans, many millions of Americans now are beginning to wake up and say, wait a minute, uh, football can wait. Uh, I don't have to eat out in a restaurant. Uh, that can wait. We've got to fight to hold our constitutional rights, or we can't even go to church anymore before long. And and, and I mean, you know, I mean, so I, 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 it's a wake up call. Listen, listen. Judgment begins in the house of God. The Bible says the reason the world's falling apart at the seams is because lost people are acting like lost people. Mm. But God's judgment is coming largely because Christians have refused to be the salt and the light as a whole. There are, there are a lot of Christians who are, but I mean, the church in general in America has just really become so soft and mm-hmm. gushy and mushy and sweet and fluffy. And, <laughs> and you've got to be the salt. You've got to be the light, do it with graciousness and, and peace in your heart and truth and power and courage, but, but do it. And, but most of the church doesn't by their own admission, they don't. And so, I mean, just, just, just think about it. The one institution that God ordained from the beginning, marriage, just five years ago, just five years ago, wow, the Supreme yeah. Court in America said, we don't know what a marriage is anymore. Wow. How many churches do you hear talking about this Sunday after Sunday? No, the, I don't the, hear them anymore. N- no, no, that's right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, I because do, it's legal now, Charles, um, yeah, Pastor Carl. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, no, that's right. It's legal now, so we need to we need to move along. Nothing to see here. Wait a minute. That's when. All right, all right let me tell you the date. The date of the listen. This is going to blow you away. The date the Supreme Court issued that ruling was June the twenty sixth, twenty fifteen. You can go on the internet and look this up. On the Hebrew calendar in that year, it was the 9th of Tammuz. Go into history, what happened on the 9th of Tammuz? That was the day that Nebuchadnezzar came into Jerusalem from Babylon, breached the walls, tore the place down, and seized the city. And within two weeks, he had destroyed the temple and taken everybody off into captivity. The 9th of Tammuz when those walls and borders of Jerusalem, people who had, who had rejected God, who were God's own people, he allowed their complete society to crumble, to disappear, and for the people to be taken into captivity. On that very day in 2015 is when the Supreme Court wow. spit in God's face wow. and on the institution of marriage, and barely a pulpit speaks of it this day. Last Sunday, I talked about it. I preached about it. And there are thousands of other pastors like me, but there are tens and tens of thousands who do not. And that's what's going on in our nation, brother. Right. With approximately, what is it, 300,000 churches in America? Um, A thousand or a couple thousand, you know, at least there's a remnant of godly pastors preaching the whole counsel of God, but in in the big percentage, in the big picture, that's not a lot. Okay, I lied. Before we get to the California issue and the churches there, um, being fined and, and just strong-armed by the government. One more point about Ruth Bader Ginsburg in that 2015 case you just mentioned. 
she be leading up to that, Pastor Carl, she had performed same-sex wedding ceremonies. Yes. Yes. Should she not? Many of us believe she should have recused herself from should deciding have. over that 2015 case that came out in favor of homosexual uh, same-sex marriage. Yes. I screamed it and screamed it and screamed yep. it, but of course Barack Obama was in power. That's right. And and the spirit the spirit, the evil spirit that went with all of that was, you know, just swept the nation. But you got to remember, look what Trump is exposing under Barack Obama. Look who was running the FBI. Oh my look goodness, who was yeah. running the CIA. <laughs> look who was running the DOJ. They had this nation on lockdown. They had compromised Supreme Court justices, in my humble opinion. Justice Roberts is one of them. Yeah. They had compromised congressmen. We know that. They've compromised federal judges all over the land. They owned the FBI. They owned the DOJ. They owned the CIA. I mean, they had Muslim Brotherhood people that were in high places in government. I mean, our num- one of our number one enemies internationally. I mean, I mean it's, it was surreal. That's when it kind of all started. And I'm not making Barack Obama to be the, the devil incarnate, and I'm not making Trump to be an angel from heaven. I'm just saying what we're experiencing now really came to a pinpoint yes. uh, over the last, uh, let me see, eight years of Obama and then four years of Trump. We're watching Trump stand against it, and we're watching the gates of hell come against him. I mean, That's it's right. spiritual. It's right before our eyes, and most of the church not only misses it, they never mention it, which is one of the traits of the days of Noah. The people ate and drank and gave in marriage and went on about buying and selling and planting and reaping, and then the flood came. And we're watching it happen in our own nation. Yes. All right, Pastor Carl, out in California, it's not just John MacArthur's church, not just Bob McCoy, not just Jack Hibbs and others who are dealing with this, but um, another California pastor is facing more than $100,000 in fines. His name is Pastor Jack Treber, a North Valley Baptist church in Santa Clara. Uh, He, like you did in Florida, uh, he stopped holding, he refused to stop holding indoor uh, worship services, and now finally, after facing $100,000 in financial penalties, he submitted to the city government this last Sunday. They held an outdoor service, apparently. This is what the government was trying to do, 5000 in fines for every indoor service. The congregation was also being saddled with penalties for violating other coronavirus-induced restrictions like the moratorium on singing. I mean, this is this is crazy. You know it. You know what's going on out there. Pastor Carl, what a difference you have in Florida compared to what these men of God are dealing with in California. Your thoughts? Well, I've, I've got a lot of thoughts, and we're running out of time. Yes. And, in my, and I'm not trying to promote a book. I'm just telling you <laughs> that my next, it's, it's my next book coming out November 15th, and it's called The Summoning, and I deal with everything you just said from mm. a biblical, historical, even scientific, yes, there's some of that involved in all of this, as to what is really happening. Uh, brother, these are precarious times. The, the, there is no—the the First Amendment is clear. You know, Congress, which represents governments, uh, the federal government for sure, but if the federal government can't do it, surely a mayor or a county commissioner or a governor can't do it. Congress shall make no law prohibiting or restricting the free exercise of religion. Now, there are certain exceptions in the 1918 uh, uh, Spanish flu outbreak. Um, You know, hundreds of thousands of people die. The churches, most of them voluntarily closed, as did every public kind of gathering. And some governments actually said, please, pastors, please help us. And the pastors said, sure. But I could, in all my research for for over a year, I could find only one state where them asking the churches to close uh, only went uh, went no longer than two months. Hmm. 
Mm. Now we're into 10, 11 months in America, and we're fining churches and, and Christians and pastors and putting pastors in jail, threatening to bulldoze their churches. Yes, the, the, the health department of Chicago did that. Uh, sending, the, sending the National Guard to churches uh, when they won't send them to riots. Yes, the governor of Virginia did that. Wow. I'm not making this stuff wow. up. I've got it all referenced in my book coming up. Uh, putting pastors in jail. Yes, in Florida, that happened in Tampa till our governor stepped in and said, no, no, no. Churches are essential services. I'm not shutting down the churches. And so they, they had to drop their case against the pastor because some county commissioners didn't like the pastor, uh, Rodney Howard Brown. And uh, so they passed an ordinance that churches couldn't meet. And Rodney Howard Brown said, well, we're going to. You don't trump the First Amendment. They put him in jail, brother. Hmm. I mean, it is lawlessness, lawlessness. Judgment is beginning with the house of God. I mean, that's my short version. There's so much more to it. Oh, my goodness. And so this is due out November... Uh, November 15th. Awesome. It's called The Summoning. Okay. Yeah, published Pastor, by Defender Publishing. Pastor Carl, um, we are, we've got about one more week left to go, a little over a week, and we are into October. Um, we're going to try to schedule a date with you before the election, which is November 3rd, and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about your book then, because I'm sure it, it, it's, yeah, well, it's, it's going to help us uh, understand these times and get a little bit more insight on what's happening. But um, so much going on, Carl. For the last couple of minutes we have left, lawlessness is increasing, just like Jesus said it would, Matthew 24, because lawlessness will be increased and the residual of that, unfortunately, the love of many will grow cold. We're seeing that, but we don't want to see it in the church. How do you encourage Christians to not allow their hearts to be hard, to not allow, allow their hearts to be troubled, do not allow their love to grow cold in these last days? Thank you. I'm preaching it. I'm teaching it. I'm shouting it. I'm screaming it. I'm doing interviews about it. I'm writing books about it. I'm just trying to help Christians understand, please wake up. It's mm. just like the days of Noah. Don't go on with just mowing the grass and paying the bills. I mean, you got to do that. But that's not the stuff of life. The stuff of life is what's happening in the spiritual realm right now. Amen. And you know, the thing about it is, Dave, Christians are on social media trashing other Christians and turning churches and Christians into the authorities because they're meeting or they're not wearing masks or yep. they're singing in their churches. And this just what Jesus said in Matthew 24, brother will turn against brother, sister against sister. You will be delivered up to the authorities on the count of my namesake. We're watching it happen and very few people preach it, teach it, even point it out so that God's people can see what's happening. There's a sifting going on in the church. There's a shaking going on in the world. We're living in very prophetic times, and it's time for, the, for God's people to, to, to wake up to this, to understand the times we're living in. Don't walk around in fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's a demonic fear, but rather of courage, of power, of love, of sound mind, because God has raised us up for this time. This is our day, Dave. This yes. is our Amen. generation. We Amen. either, you know, we either do what we're supposed to do. We save the church. We save the nation. Or it just slips away from us. And like the children of Israel, Babylon comes in and brings us down. Amen, brother. Pastor Carl, always good to hear your perspective. And um, how's your church going uh, down there in Florida? You've been oh. going nonstop and it must be a blessing. Brother, I, it's a miracle story. We've got a witness. <laughs> we've got a testimony. We've never shut our doors. We've not had Praise one person God. go to the hospital, not one person on a respirator, not one wow. person dead. Uh, only a handful that actually 
think they got COVID, went to bed, had fever for two or three days, uh, you know, laid in bed and la- stayed out of church for a couple of weeks, kind of quarantined themselves. I mean, a handful, less than a handful, less than five people out mm-hmm. of many, many, many hundreds of people. Ten months, we're doing missions all over the United States, mm-hmm. all over the Gulf Coast, hurricane relief, tornado relief, uh, ministering in churches that were shut, uh, helping doing community projects, rubbing elbows with people, sweating on each other, spitting on each other while we talk. And, uh, and, and, but, but, but it's all been the hand of God because we did, we had some holy convocations where we just prayed the word over us. Mm. We prayed for God's strength over us. We didn't say, don't, don't let any of us get sick, but we just said, Lord, just protect us. Don't let us be wiped out with this. We're going to be the church and we will give you glory for it. He has done it. He's still doing it. It's been the healthiest 11 months of my life, brother. I haven't even had a sniffle (laughs) and my wife can tell you that is unheard of in my life because of the <laughs> millions of people, not millions, I'm exaggerating, but thousands of people that I'm always around and yep. hugging and shaking hands and talking. So God has done a miracle. We are fine. Our doors have always been open. Uh, people mm-hmm. have flooded to us. This hurricane hit us head on. Our, our church has, u- has been used as a staging area for the, uh, the county relief, even federal relief, uh, to, to get food and clothing and water to people who've been devastated. We've gone out into the community. We're doing missions work. We're pulling trees off of people's houses. We're praying with people. We're worshiping with people in the front yards. God is blessing us, and we have no COVID outbreak. Praise God for that. He is faithful, and even for those who are struggling with health issues, even those who have maybe known someone or maybe someone from their family uh, had a positive test of COVID-19, God is still faithful. He is still sovereign, Yes. and we need to remind people to uh, operate in faith, not fear. We walk by faith, not by sight. Pastor Carl Gallops, we'll link up your website in the podcast notes. God bless you. We'll talk to you again so soon, I hope. Bye-bye. God bless. Thanks. All right, when we come back, some exciting guests the rest of this week. Uh, tomorrow's a big one, and we'll talk to you more about uh, the guests. You're going to be amazed, guys, who we've got coming up. That's next on Stand Up For The Truth. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Ready, guys? Tomorrow you will hear about the Black-Robed Regiment from Pastor Dan Fisher. He'll be with us. You're going to need to learn this history about how pastors led their flocks back in the early days before we even won our independence. And uh, powerful story and true history. Uh, Thursday, Pastor Scott Lively, who, man, he was on cracking out on the streets at 14 years old. He was in Portland. He was with Antifa. He's been saved for decades. He's uh, written about this, and we're going to talk about him, talk to him about his testimony, and also what's going on in the church today with, from his perspective, he's been on the front lines running for office, all these things, president of Abiding Truth Ministries. And Dr. Corey Miller has a book out, and uh, he's from Rocio Christie. We'll have him on Friday. I uh, wish I could tell you more in detail, but stick around. We'll hear uh, Dan Fisher tomorrow. God bless you, and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. <laughs>